Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode <laughs> episode 184 of the All Dolphins podcast, a special edition, our Hard Knocks weekly recap, along with other assorted items before we get into that. However, you know what, Omar? I have decided, on, unless the comments tell me otherwise that it's not appreciated, instead of doing jersey numbers, since we're very high into the numbers, I'm going to, like remember the year corresponding to the season corresponding to the number okay i like that i like that so now obviously since it's 84 we're talking 1984 which was probably the most memorable season the dolphins have had since they won the super bowl in the 70s year they got off an 11 and 0 start that was the last time they were really good right they were great. They went to the Super Bowl that year. That's the last time. Yeah, they yeah. Won. I mean, last time they went to the Super Bowl. So that's the last time they were really, really good. You know, the team that we kind of expected this team to be. Well, here's, they well, started here's getting the... absolutely depleted by injuries. Not to make that excuse because it's not. Except here's the thing: that team set all sorts of offensive records. Dan Marino, five thousand eighty-four yards, forty records that, that Mike McDaniel told Dan Marino he's coming for. Correct. Uh, yeah, and they might set a new record for most yards, however, in 17 games instead of 16. And the other difference is, and we, this is yet to be determined, is the Dolphins in their two playoff games last year, I mean last year, that year won 31-10 to 10 and 45-28. to 28. So scoring was not a problem in the playoffs. Unlike, for example, the 99 Rams. who Damn, won who were they playing? They played the Seattle Seahawks in the first round. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. And Marino went nuts in the AFC Championship game. I think, like, I want to say 428 yards. Against the former team, against the team that he grew up rooting for? Okay. Correct. All and then, right. of course, the dream I ended. apologize to all those old-school Dolphin fans who don't realize I was too young to even remember that that stuff. Um, yeah. and I, I'm old now, but that, that just shows you how long ago the Dolphins were good. And here's the thing. As Mike McDaniel pointed out, Marino throwing for 5,000 yards – in 1984, I mean, would know, be the equivalent of a quarterback throwing for 6,000 yards today. Correct. 6,500 is what he said. 6,500. Okay. Counting for inflation. And the season that year started at Washington, which, oh, by the way, had been to the previous two Super Bowls representing the NFC, and they spanked him 35 17. Marino had five touchdown passes. I remember um, a day when you can fill up your car for uh, with gas for $16. And I also remember a day when you could buy a house in Miami for about $27,000. Can you remember? I, I'm sure you can remember much more. you calling me old? Um, <laughs> What'd you fill up your car for gas for? For $8 back in the day? Wow. <laughs> Damn. No, no, actually, we had the cars where you ran like in the Flintstones. Okay. The, 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 the pedal, the foot pedals. Okay. Gotcha. Exactly. Horse uh, and buggies? Sorry? Horse and buggies? Pretty much, yeah. Chariots. Chariots. Uh, first round pick says we're going to be thorough about this. And again, tell us how you feel about this particular segment in the comments. First round pick that year was Jackie Ship, a linebacker from Oklahoma. 
and if memory serves, the Dolphins actually traded up to get him. Didn't pan out. Jackie Ship is now a coach, head coach or coordinator somewhere in college football. And it was an absolutely fabulous season. Ended in the Super Bowl against what is one of the greatest teams of all time, the 84 49ers. And this is where this is where we talk about quarterbacks and records and all that. This wasn't Montana beating Marino in the Super Bowl. That 49ers team had exact this many weaknesses. Zero. They were stacked top to bottom, whereas the Dolphins didn't necessarily have a great running game in their defense. That particular season was okay, not great. They got to the Super Bowl on their offense, and the 49ers were just loaded all over the place. Time to bring it back to 2024. Mm-hmm. 40 years later. Hard Knocks episode seven last night. How many years? 40? Damn. 1984, 2024. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think about that. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Overall thoughts on the episode, episode seven of Hard Knocks, Omar? Mediocre. Um, Just like they mailed it in. They wanted to go to their New Year's Eve party. Felt that way. Uh, I liked a lot of the thought, the stuff in theory. It was everywhere and nowhere. Um, I really liked the Lamar Jackson focus on it. And certainly Lamar basically made an MVP candidate pitch um, in, in that, in, in that game. And at the episode reflected it, the Dolphins knew how challenged it was. Um, I liked the video camera that they show. Cause we're, we're all curious. We see it. We asked about it. Tua said he hated it initially. Um, then he kind of warmed up to it. Uh, and, and it kind of shows us what he sees. And I think maybe now Dolphin fans can understand why his coaches and his teammates have such a high level of respect for Tua just because of how efficiently he can dissect the field and read the field and execute the offense and get the ball out of his hand and the decisions that he makes. And, you know, you're not, you're not going to surprise Tua generally. Cornerback um, blitzes do surprise him from time to time, but he picks up on everything quite well. Eye operation, throwing to spots on field as opposed to open receivers, um, you know, looking off, looking off linebackers and things of that nature. That's his, that's his, didn't Excuse look me. off Roquan Smith. Sorry. Damn. Why you gotta bring stuff up like that? Because, like, because if you if we're gonna be does he look off linebackers or not? Does he get caught sometimes? Yes, he does. Roquan like every quarterback, Smith like every quarterback will looks off receivers. Roquan Smith is top three inside linebacker in the NFL right now. Top two. Who you put above him? Uh Fred Warner. Uh I'm not sure I put Fred Warner over him. Close. And, huh? and it's correct, and it's close, and you can make an argument for Roquan. Yeah. By the way, and, and by the way, I banged the table during that draft for the Dolphins to select Fred Warner because that guy was a cannot miss prospect, and obviously the Dolphins missed. Um, but quick, quick sidebar: somebody made the point. Somebody smarter than me made a very, very good point. Top teams in the NFL right now, clearly Baltimore, San Francisco. We agreed. Yes. What do they have in common that nobody else in the NFL have? They have put a priority on inside linebackers and there's not a team in the NFL that comes close to those dudes with Fred Warner and Greenlaw in San Francisco, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen in Baltimore. I put Tampa, uh, Levante David and um, can't remember his name. Yes. I, I see where you're coming from. 
I would need to give it some thought and some research, but I, you know, I, I don't think that you make a defense with an inside linebacker, but I certainly hear your argument. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it starts with leadership on the interior, but you know, I, I, I'm not going to say you're absolutely correct, but I think the, the physicality that both of those teams bring is more of the, the, the calling card or the signature that they have as a pole. And maybe the inside linebacker has a lot to do with it, but both of those two teams are the most physical teams in the NFL. And I would argue to you that I would say Trent Williams is more of a, well, you better put some respect on Trent Williams' name. No, no, no. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about your San Francisco being more physical than the most physical team. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. You don't think San Francisco is physical? Again, their, their offense is, is a Shanahan offense, which is, it again, is more about misdirection, motion. Oh, my God. You're doing this again? Are you really doing this again? Just because you do misdirection and motion and, 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 and as opposed to pound straight ahead like Baltimore did. Okay. Baltimore does the same thing. Baltimore doesn't just always consistently pound straight ahead. Oh, okay. All right. All right. For more often than not. Go ahead. If your if you're preferred method of operation is to go straight ahead, I'm coming at you, stop me. You're 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 by you're by definition a power team. And by the way, this is where I say obviously everybody uses different aspects of all styles. Okay. But if your preferred MO is straight ahead, that's power. If your preferred MO is misdirection, get you leaning the wrong way, that that's not not by definition, that's not power. That I, I think there's still some power elements into it. We're not yes. gonna go into this again. We're, we're, okay. yeah, let, let's not do this dance, this dance that we do because ultimately. Dolphins played a physical team and got bullied and pimped around and slapped. And so now my argument is watered down that they're not a physical team. But look, uh, Buffalo is a physical team. Now, they don't always they don't always play straight ahead. Oh, I'm going to pound you. Hell, they're bad. Nobody, you, but, but nobody uses one method the whole time. This is why if you say you say they're a finesse team and all of a sudden you'll, you'll see everybody's going to be quick to show you one play that's a power. That's a power move. Yes, everybody uses all, all the elements, but if you, again, it's about what is your preferred preferred method. When I go back to hard knocks, I was getting dizzy. I like the, the helmet cam also. I was getting dizzy after a while. It's like, okay, we've seen it. Don't need to see it for ten minutes straight. Don't just don't not do not agree with you. I want to okay. see it. I want to see Tua's eyes. I want to see the manipulation. I want to see how quick is this. I, I've never seen that before. Okay. That was phenomenal. I know I get you, but did you hear what I say? I said I did not need to see it for 10 minutes. Straight. I would like to see it for two hours. Ooh, oh I, 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 I would like to see it to see. I, I mean, it, it, the funny <coughs> thing is it mirrors a lot of what you're seeing now with um, game simulators and Madden yeah. and yeah. things of yeah. that nature. Um, and I remember Lamar Jackson had Lamar Jackson when I was with I am athlete, he had it. He was the, 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 he had the video game, the first virtual NFL video game. And he was, he came into our facility and, and shot an ad there. And I, you know, got the opportunity to, to test out the game and, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, it was interesting, but it, and it, but it, you know, it, it's in the early phases of all that VR. I'm sure your son's quite familiar with it. Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to do just 
just a little, just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's sad about this generation of kids. There, you know, and my son falls into that category too. For those who don't know, I have a 22 year old son. Um, his life on virtual world is way more important than his life in the real world, and that's just a generational thing. Um, you know, I, I can't really explain it, but then I'm not of this generation, so hey, I don't need to. I don't. I don't need fake property in the virtual world and, and fake clothes in the virtual world. I, I would rather have property and clothes in the real world, but Hey, that's just me. Um, I, I couldn't get enough of that because it showed me like, I love the plays. I loved hearing the play calls. Their play calls are a lot more simple than I thought they were, unless they were just dumbing it down for the episode so that they didn't really disclose what 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 some of the real play calls are um but that verbiage and language i'm like they they talk like that thing goes on forever and it really doesn't um well if you remember remember when Tua was was asked about a play call yes years ago and it was like 75 words i mean and then he's like go ahead and repeat it yeah that, that was training camp in in uh joint practices in houston that was that was this year is that when he did that i thought it was last year yeah that was this year mm-hmm that was this year, um, because I was here. I was, I was here covering it. Well, and, and and Omar, don't get me wrong. I, I liked it too. I, I am just, I am just visually. It was literally making me dizzy after a while. I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not saying that like, like, hyperbolically. Yeah. It was just, it was. I mean, the, the camera movement and all that. It was like, after a while, it was got to be. And the other thing about Lamar and, and to me, you know pretty well how much I respect Lamar and all that, but. I, I found myself thinking to myself at one point, is this hard knocks in season with the Baltimore Ravens? No, no, no. They did I that mean, in the first episode with the with the Ve- with the Vegas Raiders. Not nearly as much. We, we no, 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 no. They did that. They did that with Max Crosby. Remember? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, this is not about a documentary about the Dolphins. I understand. This is a reality series and documentary about the NFL. And that also means you got to highlight some of the league's better players as well and the opposition's preparation for some of the league's better players. I understand that. Again, to me, it's a matter of degrees. To me, there was, it got to, about a, to a point where they first talked about Lamar and defending Lamar and all that and the cool stuff. And then we got the Vic Fangio flashback, which was awesome. Um, but and then then they get back to more highlights from Lamar. And I was like, okay, you know, we get it. Um, and then we got the Tyreek high school. It was funny when Skylar Thompson's playing. See, that was great when Skylar Thompson's playing Lamar on the scout team, and Tyreek's like, yeah, that, no, you know, you're no Lamar. I'm Lamar. And then yeah, they show yeah, the yeah. It, it 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 that was interesting. Um, and it's true. Like exactly how the hell do you replicate Lamar Jackson? And you know, Tyreek did have a point. Um, you know, hell, maybe Cedric Wilson need to because Cedric Wilson was a college quarterback. Maybe Cedric Wilson needs to be Lamar for that week. Um, except, except he was, wide yeah, receiver. he was a starting receiver. Yeah, that would have been a little bit complicated. You're, yeah. you're correct. You're, you're right. I retract that statement. Um, uh, I thought the Jason Sanders opening was a little bit womp womp. Um, that was, basically, I, that was basically for the, for those of you, for those Dolphin fans who were upset that we didn't highlight Jason Sanders enough on the previous episode, here's his flowers. Here's yes. Here, here's our makeup. Um, the Javon Holland stuff. All of a sudden Javon Holland is injured, not addressed for a month. And then 
magically he just comes back and we go over when he got injured and all of the things that that happened a little bit kind of made me uncomfortable um and (laughs) i loved the fact that on wqam uh javon holland joins the hawkman and crowder show um and hawkman and for on every tuesday and javon took Full ownership, raise his hand. A lot of those defensive breakdowns were on me. I was rusty. I take ownership for it. I'll do better. Um, so and does A Flowers play? I mean, he's on the other side of the field. That's not on him. Maybe he was responsible for a coverage call and got the coverage call wrong. You ever think about that? I have a, I have a hard time buying it, but sure, it's a possibility. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, I, I, and I'm not saying that take put all that loss on them. The secondary was boo boo cheek, but butt cheeks bad. Booty cheeks. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah. Butt cheeks, okay. Um, and we can't put it all on the cornerbacks, even though Eli and Cater were just mediocre to be polite. Um, Lamar was phenomenal. The, the linebackers got tore up. I liked when Hard Knocks showed everybody basically consoling Duke and Duke basically saying, I'm all right. Like, like I'm good. I, like, you know, they, Duke got attacked. You get attacked sometimes in the NFL. Like teams, and this is what people don't realize. You remember the Philip Wheeler years of the Miami Dolphins? Where literally every offensive coordinator would be like, I forgot what number is Philip Wheeler because you'll know. 47? No, he was in the 50s. 51? Uh, it doesn't matter. I have to look it up. Yeah. They'd be like, Philip Wheeler, number, insert the number here. He's horrible in coverage. Damn, harsh. Was he not horrible? He's subpar. He's a disaster in coverage. We're going to attack him with our game plan. And, you know, a little bit uncomfortable for Duke because, you know, the Ravens, which are a well-coached team, they came after him. They went at him. Um, they targeted him and got kind of got exposed a little bit. But everybody got exposed. Everybody on that defense. The game plan was bad. One thing I did like about Hard Knocks, Vic Fangio cameos. Vic mm-hmm. Fangio interview. Big Fangio in the meeting room. I guess they must be paying attention to uh, our criticism that, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like, no, the damn, part I like Big Fangio. The part I liked about Holland's interview with with QAM on his weekly appearance is he talked about hard knocks and he talked about that little dinner that they had with the four safeties and how he didn't really like it because it felt like like stage scripted and all that. And it, it he was absolutely right. Because that conversation that they had is like, so Javon, this is going to be your first game back in, in, in a month since you got injured. Yeah, I got injured on Black Friday. Yeah, it must be. It was, yeah, that, that convo was like. 
as somebody who has done the biography or lived in the biography reality world space, unfortunately, you do have to stage certain things in order to get the visuals and certain conversations to sew episodes all together. Now, they could have had and used other pieces of the conversation, but hey, I'm going to say to you as a, as a director, hey, I need you to talk about the injury and what the road was like coming back. Hey, um, Brandon, ask Javon about the injury and what the process has been like. Maybe you two can have a conversation about coming back from injury and the mental toll that it, that it presented to you. And, you know, all comes down to your acting skills. I'm sorry. Well, this, is a this is a generation of, of reality. These kids are growing up on reality TV. Like, you know the game, Javon. Like, you know. Well, none, none of those four guys, and it was Brandon Jones, Elijah Campbell, Javon Holland, and Deshaun Elliott. No, if it, stick to football, guys, because improv is not your forte. And that's not <laughs> I mean, no, the conversation, I mean, it was like, come on, are we going to really? It, it, it To me, it was like, it was cool to see the setting of the four of them having dinner together. I, you know what I wondered when I, when I saw that setting? I was like, who cooked or what did they buy? Correct. I, I think Javon likes cooking. I'm, I'm, but well, makes, I'm not cooking cookies. dinner for my cookies. teammates. Huh? He makes cookies. No, I think he likes cooking. I've seen him do a well, cooking. No, I know he makes cookies. I'm not saying, I'm not arguing that he likes cooking. This okay. Cookies. I, I think I will be entering the locker room trying to get an understanding of who provided the food for that meal. Um, what I, what I want to cook for my teammates, what I want to cook for a group of guys, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not sure if I would. Really? If you like, if you like cooking, I do enjoy cooking, but I'm not sure I would. I, I'm not oh, sure I would. Why? If you I care about this, dude, dude, I, I, I like, I, I love cooking for for my wife and my kids because I want to see them enjoying something. And if if I cared enough about the guys, absolutely, I would cook for them. Hmm. Does that make me weird? Does that make me weird? I don't know. I'm, weird, I'm weirder than I already am. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the comments. To, would you would you cook for a group of your friends? Not not like group of gathering of friends coming over. Let me cook. Like if I got four guys coming over, am I ordering wings or some pizzas, or am I cooking for everybody? Depends on how what the time frame is. If you're coming over, spend you know spend a few hours at the, at the crib. Come on over. We'll I'll cook and you guys will we'll shoot the should the breeze? Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, I don't mean to me. I love the setting of seeing the four guys. The conversation itself was, was young. Um, I mean, it's no different than the conversation of them when the pass rushers were discussing um, Jalen going down and what it's going to take for everybody to step it up. Or when the offensive line's talking about defending Max Cosby, I'm sorry. Sometimes those have to be planned conversations so that they can be segues, so that they can be used. Uh, I commend the guys for agreeing to do it and for gathering and and being part of it. You know, this is just a game that we play in this reality world, and I think this. You know, I'm so glad and thankful that the Dolphins did hard knocks because it humanizes everybody. Seeing Sealer praying on the field for Bradley Chubb. Mm -hmm. Does it get any more intimate than that? Seeing, seeing the team like after Chubb goes down and I know it was late in the game, but that we've seen it before because we've covered the NFL for a collective 15, 50 years. 
when a guy gets injured in a game, like sometimes your team, they're gone. And it doesn't matter what the score is or what's going on in the game. Back in the in the recesses of their mind, they can't get past it. And sometimes some guys are thinking, could I be next? And and those things just hang there in their minds. And so to see them be transparent in that moment, even Duke Riley in the aftermath during the interview where he's like, and I don't even know if he was asked a question, but he's like, I can't stop thinking about Chubb. Very emotional. Very emotional. And the whole, you could see the whole team was very emotional. And I loved, while I thought the episode was mediocre, I loved certain aspects of it that they showed that brought it all together. Um, and and that was one of the aspects and elements of it. And seeing Chubb walking to the bus and seeing um, Howard walking to the bus, you know, it showed the turmoil. And and then and then um, seeing um, Tyreek basically saying we got our ass kicked um, at the end at the end of it. And it's true. I mean, but as I wrote in all dolphins dot com column, which you can see. By going checking out alldolphins.com for free, no paywall, no subscription, no $20 a month charge to read content for the team that you love. Alldolphins.com. Me and Alan, these two guys here. Um what they they were nobody was beating Baltimore yesterday Sunday. Nobody. You name whatever team you want. The Dolphins ran into a it was like fighting Mike Tyson in his prime. Like I don't care what you you were doing. You were getting KO'd that 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 game, no matter how good you were. So everybody who sits here and thinks that, oh, this Dolphins team is a fraud, they're fraudulent, they're pretenders, look at how they perform versus the good teams in the NFL. Name me a team that would have competed with the Baltimore Ravens that showed up on Sunday. Name me. Because well, you can't even say it was a 49ers because that Baltimore stomped a mud hole on them the week before on the road. Baltimore is just a team that is peaking at the right time. And the Dolphins hope that they were that team, but clearly they're not. And now they've got a lot of injuries that they must overcome, mask, address, compensate for, game plan around. Um, Watching Jalen Waddle limp throughout that episode and continue. He's not in the boot, which is, I think, a step in the right direction, but would I prefer him be in the boot if he's going to be limping around like that? Um, yes, I would. Um, seeing Raheem confess like, yeah. And we all know how tough Raheem is. We all know how absolutely, how much of a warrior that he is. Where if he's held out of Wednesday's practice, he wants to fight the coach. Like, so for him to acknowledge and admit and say, I'm trying, but I can't. Um, that is that is so progress. You know, I hope you caught this, Pupard. What that? I hope, I hope you caught this. What did I catch? Devon Achan in a boot all week last week. No, I, I saw your tweet and then I, I didn't I didn't like pick up on it. I did pick up Jerome Baker with a sleeve on his left leg. Yes. Uh, sitting in the auditorium. I did not pick up Achan. My bad. 
A- yeah, HM, yeah. HM, and this that was deep in the week. That was like I think it was Thursday. Yeah, but then he played and he and he played very well. So he played very well. I mean, and and we know turf toe is an injury that's not going away. Like Correct. turf, turf toe is something that he's got to shut it down for like a good month for that to go away. But yeah. for you to be productive as you were, as much as you were, um, on a turf toe injury, practicing, I believe he practiced one time this week. Uh, you you you'll correct me. Um. Oh, I have my list right here. Yeah. Let me. Um, that is quite impressive to see. Um, so now I, we wrote and addressed it a little bit. Um, Dalvin Cook is out there on the streets. It's Wednesday. Um, he's agreed to basically get remove his guaranteed money. Um, so whatever team he to, to seek his release. And let me explain why he removed his guaranteed money. Because now that he's got his release and can sign with whoever he wants, and he wanted his release, he wanted to be traded, he wanted to to, to join a new team, um, he wants to redeem himself at the end of the season. Um, he basically said, I don't need this $400,000 for the opportunity of joining another team. I, and I don't think anybody is going to pick him up in terms of claiming the contract. Because as I wrote, I believe, the, I believe he's owed $400,000 for this game. I ain't paying four hundred thousand dollars for one game. Right. Um, what I do think is going to happen is that he's going to not get claimed, and then some team is going to try to sign him for the minimum. What team it's going to be? Who knows? Um, I think the Baltimore Ravens could certainly use a back. Now, what kind of caliber back I, he is? We have no idea. Uh, he, he, here's the thing: he wasn't his. He wasn't good with the Jets, and and and. The times I saw him play, he didn't look good at all. But he was he was running behind an absolutely atrocious offensive line. And here's uh, the thing: with an absolutely atrocious quarterback who nobody is playing the the, the pass. So I, I have no idea. Now, am I saying that the Dolphins should sign him? Uh, no, because I think the Dolphins have way more pressing issues um, in regards to God cornerback. But here's Omar. Here's the thing: they don't have to sign him to the active roster. They can sign him to the practice squad, and if they get for a game, you elevate him. And is in Cook may not be in a position where he can be very picky. Here's the other thing too: he was not on the transaction list of Tuesday, which means he has not officially been put on waivers. And if that means that happens Wednesday, and the the claiming period ends Thursday at 4 p.m., which means if he goes the free agent route. You can't sign him until 4 p.m. Thursday, which basically means good luck getting him in and prepping him to play Sunday. So this I mean, is basically, this, yeah. this might be just for the playoffs because I, I, hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I'm like, why would you not have him on the transactions for Tuesday? Like the it, the news came out. It was already there. 4 p.m. You know, was it was a contract restructuring, not signed, sealed and delivered? Like what what's going on there? Um, but ultimately, uh do the Dolphins have need at tailback? It really depends on what's going on. If Achan's turf toe got worse, not better. Right. Um, or or Raheem, you know, this not my this this it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a one week thing. And we'll know more when we go out to practice today. No, and the other thing too is as it's right now, I'm not talking about career. Right now, is Dalvin Cook really an upgrade over Jeff Wilson Jr. the way he ran the last two weeks? I, I don't see it, but to me, there's no harm whatsoever in signing him to the practice squad. If there's a need because of injuries, you just elevate him. And again, 
the practice squad rules basically in in the playoffs you can elevate two guys and there are no more maximum in terms of each player how often you can elevate them so uh, if if cook is willing to sign for minimum money on the practice squad or close to it what's the harm no Now, no no doubt about it and you pro you will clearly have a a void on the roster uh this week you have the opportunity to bring back um uh Baker. Hey, jerome baker yes bring back yeah, jerome baker Um, he doesn't need to be added to your 53-man roster. He's just going to re-enter the, the practice mix, and the Dolphins are going to gauge where he is. And then, obviously, Melvin Ingram is is Melvin Ingram. You can elevate him from the practice squad for one more season, but you have a roster spot now with Bradley Chubb going on IR. You, you, he's going on IR. It's going to give you one vacant roster spot. And at this point, I'm pretty sure, as Alan Papard has written in alldolphins.com, Melvin Ingram is going to be the starter um replacing Bradley Chubb and as we said in behind enemy lines um when we interviewed Chris Brown and you definitely should check it out always good behind enemy lines they are timeless they, they get you prepared for the opponent um Melvin Ingram had has had a good career against the uh Bills left tackle Deion Dawkins mm -hmm. he is he has basically owned Deion Dawkins throughout his career so uh that's going to be pretty much something that you look forward to. Um, and then we also will talk to Emmanuel Agba, who's had a very difficult season, very uncomfortable season, but now is put in a position where he can play more of a prominent role again. And we will, we will see how he responds to that, but we will be covering all of that. Again, I encourage you to check out behind enemy lines. It's always good. It's timeless. Uh, we interviewed Chris Browns who does bills, What does he do again? Bill's live uh, show every day from one to three, and as well as Bill's Behind the Numbers podcast. Yes. Um, so that's something that you should look forward to or at least check out. We will be here practice giving you what we give you every single week. Um, and so you will have another episode today. So look forward to that later. That? What'd How you say? That? How about okay, that? You doing your bad? You know she's selling her her home for yes. like six point four million dollars. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, interesting life life we have here. Mm -hmm. See, all, all it takes is being social media viral, and you know, showing your showing showing your your stuff on on OnlyFans. Um, all right, folks. Nobody wants to see my stuff. <laughs> actually you know what you might categorize as something that is now known as a santa or something like that uh i got yeah women are looking for santas yeah the gray beard oh really okay you you are like a you are like a, a um um a category of men that women are looking for now mr alan Papard. so you know be well, mindful of that It's got some term to it. Put it in the comments. It's yeah, something related to Santa. I heard it. The, I, I saw it the other day and I was just like, mm, this is interesting. That's all great, but I'm perfectly happy with my current status. Uh, that That's that's good for you. Excellent job. Um, right thing to say. All right. We will see you later today. Thanks for watching alldolphins.com. Like, tweet, share, subscribe. Um, comment in the sections because we're in there and we'll see you later today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.